If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. So Santa Rosa and Windsor are considering banning the construction of new gas stations within city limits. If the bans are passed in the next few weeks, the two cities would join Petaluma, Burner Park, Sebastopol, and Katati. Petaluma was the first city in Sonoma County and likely in the entire country to ban the construction of new gas stations. And that happened just last year. There are 138 active gas stations in Sonoma County. Interesting. Um, Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci will leave public service later this year. He will step down from his position at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases as chief medical officer to President Joe Biden in December. In a statement, Fauci said he would be pursuing the next chapter of his career. He said he's not retiring and intends to continue to advance science in public health. So Fauci is 81 years old, and he's actually been an advisor for decades on everything from HIV and AIDS, Zika. Ebola, various bird flus, and as well as you know, in recent years, COVID. Kane Brown's latest pop release, Grand, is getting some love at the upcoming MTV Video Music Awards. The song is one of 16 nominees in the fan voted Song of the Summer category, so he's up against Beyonce, Lizzo, Charlie Puth, Harry Styles, and many more. And it's cool to see Kane Brown represent country music. He will also be performing the song at the VMAs. The MTV VMAs will take place Sunday, August 28th. You can check out all the details right now, froggy929.com. Good morning, guys. That memory foam bamboo sheet kind of feeling. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. Back to school. Back to school. To prove to dad that I'm not a fool. Teachers have had a tough past couple of years, and only 52% of teachers feel valued by their community, according to a recent survey. So as the new school year starts up, here are three things you can do to help support them. You could attend school board meetings and support policies that, you know, serve teachers' interests. School boards won't always stick up for them on their own, so it's important that you give them a voice. You could volunteer to help out. That doesn't always mean helping in the classroom. They might need, you know, some help assembling packets or with things like field trips. So you can just email your teacher and say, hey, is there anything I can do to help and to make sure everyone has a good and clean summer? That's such a great idea. Also, uh, donate school supplies. I think that's the biggest thing right now, uh, because if you didn't know, the average teacher will drop like $745 of their own money on classroom supplies. So if you don't know what they need, definitely ask. Like Tanner is saying, you could email the teacher in your life. Hey, do you need help with anything? And speaking of donating supplies, we are partnering with the Boys and Girls Club of Sonoma Marin and F45 Sonoma County for the 2022 Great School Supply Challenge. So we're excited to announce that we're having a school supplies drive at F45 Bennett Valley here in Santa Rosa on Saturday, August 27th. That's this Saturday from noon to 2. The address is 3895 Princeton Drive in Santa Rosa. And you can win stuff just for showing up. So you can enter to win a three-day pass to Country Summer 2023 just for stopping by. And you'll get a bonus entry if you drop off school supplies. So you help some kids and you could win something 
really awesome. Yeah, so that's two chances to win three-day passes to Country Summer if you stop by our school supplies drive. Um, and while you're there, you can learn more about F45 Sonoma County. They've got locations all across the county. You can sign up for a free 30-day trial at any of their locations, and you definitely want to give it a shot. It's awesome. Tanner and I work yeah. out there sometimes, and you definitely see a difference when you work out there. Getting swole helps some kids win Country <laughs> Summer tickets. <laughs> right, right. So the reason why this is so important is the average cost of school supplies is over $650 per child. That's a lot of money. And it puts a major burden on a lot of struggling families. And without all their supplies, kids can fall behind academically. So we want to help. And you can find out more right now at B. GC Sonoma-Marin.org, F45SonomaCounty.com, and of course, Froggy929.com. Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9, the show that's much like a morning show, roughly speaking. So have you ever performed at a talent show? Want to know what you did, what you performed, 6361-HOP? Because uh, four University of South Carolina football players recently performed Darius Rucker's Wagon Wheel after their team hosted a talent show for the freshman players. Um, and what's really cool about this is Darius actually gave them a shout out after they tweeted the video of the performance, which is really cute, by the way. They did really good. <laughs> I'm impressed. Honestly, a lot better than I expected. I know. Uh, so, Tanner, did you ever perform at a talent show? I did. Okay. It was actually required for us to perform at the talent show when I was in third grade. And I was in orchestra at the time, so I was like, I don't know, I'll play my viola, see what happens. I decided to do a little improv with my viola, and I started river dancing, <laughs> and I actually got kicked out of orchestra because of it. Oh my god! They told me why I, did you do that? I thought it was funny. I could tell everyone was getting bored, so I wanted to make everybody laugh, and I sure did. And I got in trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like you, Tanner, I was. It was required for me to be in my school's talent show in some way because I was part of this organization called the Anchor Club, and the Anchor Club was putting on the talent show. We were trying to raise money for the school, and uh, I, I could I couldn't do anything but play piano and guitar. And it was easier to carry my guitar on stage. So I just like wrote this little instrumental and played and it was like three minutes. And then I walked off and I was like, I, sorry, that wasn't great. I'm sure it was <laughs> awesome. And how cool it is, is it that you wrote a song? Well, my friends did really cool things like they put on skits and all this fun stuff. My friend did an impression of Britney Spears and it was great. And I yeah. was just like, you're like, by the way, here's Wonderwall. Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 6361-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. What should come back in fashion? An eight-year-old boy out of Wisconsin, dubbed Mullet Boy, has won first place in the Mullet Championship Kids Division. So here's Emmett Bailey and his dad Eric talking about how cool they think the entire experience was. I mean, athletes and rock stars, they have mullets. I mean, it's pretty cool. He has went viral, and I can't wrap my head around it right now. He is worldwide. The intent from the get-go is just to have fun with it. And it has been 
wild. Everyone keeps asking, are you gonna cut it off when, when the contest is done? Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I do that? Oh my gosh, she's so cute. <laughs> I love it. And check out the pictures. They're on our Instagram story right now <laughs> at Amber and Tanner in the morning. And I think the mullet is here to stay. Right. I mean, Blake Shelton bought, brought his mullet back. I'm, I'm using quotations because I don't know if it's real. Uh, and, you know, a lot of other country artists are, you know, sporting their mullets. Yeah, Morgan Wallen, a lot of baseball players have mullets. Oh. Our friend Blake, our coworker Blake, he said his kid wants to bring back the mullet. And that's what I'm hearing a lot. He's probably inspired by you. Yeah. Landon, don't do it if you're listening. Do it. <laughs> don't do Grow it, Grow out your <laughs> amazing mullet. Because <laughs> I'm so glad I am wearing the mullet because I'm starting to see them all across Sonoma County. I mean, I'm seeing people at Freedman's with them. I'm seeing people out on 4th Street with them. And it makes me really happy. I'm glad it's back in fashion. And it's across so many different types of people. Yeah. Like, everyone is doing the mullet. Yeah. It's not just like people listen to country music or, you know, things like that. I'm seeing it across all like genres of people. And I will say it's incredibly practical because my neck has not been burned once this summer. Oh my gosh. It's, it's actually, I love it. I love the business in the front and the party in the back. I forget you have the mullet sometimes because of the business in the front. <laughs> yeah. I need to work on the party in the back. Yes. Uh, Amber, is there anything you wish would be back in fashion? Yes, all velvet everything. I love velvet clothes, and I love like corduroy and things like that as well. I'm like wearing a corduroy jacket today, but I wish that velvet would come back in fashion. You remember I tried to buy those velvet pants mm -hmm. back in December, but they didn't have my size. Yep, I remember. I want velvet everything to come back. Everyone, start wearing velvet. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Let's I make know, it happen. I know, I know. Uh, on the phone is Eric from Sonoma. Eric, you know a guy with a mullet? I work with a guy. He's an EMT. He has a glorious mullet. Yeah. Like, Thick, luscious, big. And the funny part about it is, though, so you call 911, and you're expecting to get these people, and here comes this guy, and he's not a little guy. He's about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, close to 250, 300 pounds with this big mullet coming <laughs> nice. to help you. He wanted to chop it off, but we told him not to. Amber and Till 10 a.m. weekdays. You guys just lift me every single morning. Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. So here's why you won't see actor Jonah Hill on the red carpet anytime soon. He has announced that he will no longer promote his films within the near future to avoid anxiety attacks. So Jonah wrote in a statement, I have finished directing my second film, a documentary about me and my therapist, which explores mental health in general, and it's called Stuts. Now, through this journey of self-discovery within the film, I have come to the understanding that I have spent nearly 20 years experiencing anxiety attacks, which are exacerbated by media appearances and public-facing events. Now, he added, you won't see me out there promoting this film or any of my upcoming films while I take this important step to protect myself. If I have made myself sicker by going out there and promoting it, I wouldn't be acting true to myself or to the film. He also acknowledged his privilege since, you know, he doesn't have that risk to his job, you know, to step back and focus on his mental health. A lot of us aren't able to do that. And I think he really should be praised for all of this. I think that a lot of critics and a lot of fans are upset that they won't see Jonah Hill in the public. 
But somebody who has so much to lose is actually prepared to step back and handle their mental health should be admired. Now, celebrities are pretty vulnerable in the public eye. And this stepping back, as Jonah has done, is self-protective behavior. It's what a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists would call self-protective behavior. And, and I think people forget that celebrities are people too. And that, you know, even includes Tanner and I, Tanner and me. You know, the type of attention and feedback and commentary on your life can have a very big impact on your mental health. And it causes, you know, us a lot of anxiety, negative thoughts, and celebrities can get these symptoms of depression. So, you know, I commend Jonah Hill for doing this. I don't think he should be criticized for it. It's, you know, it's admirable what he's doing. Again, Jonah Hill is debuting his documentary Stuts this fall. Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. You, you, you pretty good at trivia? Is this a question? Once you stop testing yourself, you get slow. Might, might, might answer my question or you'll be standing, standing. tall before the man. 34% of people eat this on a daily basis because they believe it improves their health. What is it? Here's your first clue, lunch or dinner. Second clue, some people joke that it's rabbit food. And here's your final clue, green. All right, Cheryl from Petaluma, what's your guess for today's Mindbender? Salad. That's correct! Congratulations, you're going to the Bodega Seafood Art and Wine Festival. It's happening this weekend at Watts Ranch off Bodega Highway. Yay! Yay! Cheryl from Petaluma, you are going thanks to which morning show? Amber and Tanner in the morning, Froggy 92.9. What do you think should be done about bullying in schools? Is there a solution? Do you think parents should be held responsible? I had a friend reach out to me this week. You know, she needed ideas on how to start some sort of anti-bullying campaign at her kid's school. It seems like her kid has been the victim of bullying as of late. And she said, you know, I see these kids and I'm thinking, what would your mom say? And I suggested, you know, maybe she call an anti-bullying organization and have them hold an assembly at school. Or, you know, I was trying to help her get some ideas. But, I mean, Tanner, do you think that parents should be held responsible in some way? You know, I've seen these stories. I think we talked about it a couple months ago where some states are fining parents if their kid is bullying someone at school. I think that the fining is a little extreme in my opinion, but I was a kid that was bullied a lot when I was a kid. Um, And my mom told me, you know, this is the type of thing you got to figure out on her own. And now as an adult, I wish you would get involved. She would have gotten involved in some way. And so I think this anti-bullying campaign idea is fantastic and really hurt people hurt people. And we need to understand why bullying is happening. Yeah, that's a very good point. Hurt people hurt people. Uh, There's always something going on. And these kids are, you know, so damaged, not only not by their parents necessarily, but by social media. And they just have access to everything. Yeah. You know, and and it's just it's really devastating to see a kid I know go through something like this. I thought I thought we were overbullying. I really did. 
um, I think shockingly it's getting worse because yeah. of cyberbullying and what we see on the internet every single day and these expectations we hold or the kids hold themselves to. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, well, we've got Andrea from Windsor on the phone. Andrea, what do you think? Do you think parents should be held responsible for kids bullying? What needs to happen? Absolutely. Um, you know, I was I was bullied as a kid in yeah. school and it plays a major effect on how you are as an adult. Yeah. Like if somebody starts being mean to my kid, I'm like mama bear and I'm gonna stop that because it's just it's a reaction that I have as being bullied as a child. Like people don't understand how bad that carries over and I think there should be consequences. If you're allowing your child to bully somebody else, you should have to pay for that. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to talk to Anna Marie. She drives her neighbor's kids to school, and Barry Martindale's going to find a problem with it. Morning. Hi, is this Anna Marie? Yeah, it is. Who's this? My name is Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. I'm representing your neighbors, the Carlisles. Oh my God, is everything okay with them? Oh, everything is just fine with them. I have an understanding uh, that you bring their kids to school. Uh, yes, I do. I have a report that says you drive recklessly with their children in the vehicle uh, because one of their children reported that you went at least five over the speed limit on multiple occasions. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, you are endangering the lives of children and it seems like you don't even care. <laughs> Wait, did you just say that I went five over the speed limit? I have a quote from one of the children that said, Anna Marie endangered our lives. I was terrified and it ruined my whole day at school. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I, I don't oh appreciate God. you laughing at me. This is a very serious situation that could have very, very Ooh. awful consequences. Um, I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry that I ruined their day at school. Um, but I, I just, I'm really confused on why going five over the speed limit is a big deal. Because it's breaking the law, Anna Marie. Breaking? I mean, dude, like, I'm not going, like, 20 over the speed limit by the school zone. Like, I'm just trying to get out of there. So we're going to have to put a speedometer on your vehicle, and we will track how fast you go. If you go five over the speed limit, you will automatically be fined. I'm going to go ahead and say, no, you're not. I'm not going to let you put anything on my vehicle. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's either, no, you're not. It's either that or we could slap you with a $10,000 fine right now. For what? $10,000 fine for what? You don't even have a speeding ticket from an actual cop. You've been Martindale. My name is actually uh, Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the morning. You're on Froggy 92.9's Neighbor Dispute. I was like, what am I drinking on my coffee today? This is hilarious. Listen to Amber and Tanner in the morning every weekday at 7.55 for The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Many college students are moving back into their dorms this past weekend. So what was the funniest or most unusual decoration you have seen in a dorm room? Why was it so weird? So my roommate in college, my freshman year in college, his name was Omar. Omar was a very interesting fella. Omar had surveillance cameras in our dorm room. <laughs> 
Why? He said he didn't want people stealing his stuff. He said he was worried someone was going to walk in the dorm and take stuff. Oh, and no. I was like, I think you just want to watch me study, Omar. I Baby. think that's what's going on here. <laughs> Did he at least only have them pointed towards his things? Or was it Everywhere. In, in each corner? There was one like right above my bed. Oh my god! There wasn't one. There wasn't two. There were six. That has to be some sort of violation. Some sort of like student dorm room code violation or something. Every time I would change, I would go hide in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. That's super weird. Uh, Amber, <laughs> did you ever have a weird college dorm mate or maybe you were the weird college roommate? Um, well, I want to say that I had a roommate that never came out of her room. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. She'd come out every now and then uh, to eat some rice or cereal, and then she'd go right back into her room, <laughs> and I never heard her. She sounds like so an elderly weird. cat. It was kind of like that. You mentioned that you were like that once when you were a roommate, and yeah. it definitely reminded me of this one college roommate I had. We got along great because of that. Hey. You never have to run into anything. See, Omar and I, we had just like one big space, so we didn't have separate bedrooms or anything. <laughs> we saw each other when we slept, and oh boy, that is a recipe to not like each strange. other. Uh, Lauren from Petaluma, you were telling us that you were the weird roommate because of one possession. What did you have? I had an albino snake in a jar. It is a white snake. It's dead, and it's in a jar. A lot of people are grossed out by it, and I was always grossed out by wet specimens, too. And then I was looking at all the wet specimens, and I was like, whoa, these are actually really cool. Amber and Tanner in the morning. So what are some alternative or maybe non-traditional wedding ceremony locations. And my dad called me this weekend and he said, I know you've been, you know, having some trouble planning your wedding. So, you know, let me know. I'd love to help out, send some funds your way, which is really sweet, but I'd rather him use that money to fly out here and be here for my wedding and experience Sonoma County. Yeah. Um, and then I had a friend who actually offered me to use their ranch for our ceremony. Really? Which is also very sweet. So I'm trying to think of ways where I don't break the bank having a wedding ceremony. And I, I really just want not to go into debt for a wedding. You know, so the venues here are really expensive and absolutely outrageous. Have you ever considered just getting an Airbnb for a weekend and just using that as a venue? I mean, that could be an option, but Airbnb recently did this thing where they're not allowing parties. Dang. You remember that? That story that came out about that? Well, maybe you could use it just for the ceremony itself and hmm. go somewhere else. I know some people have done that. And Airbnb has these, I'm about to nerd out, these unique locations now where you can get married by like a UFO. You can get <laughs> married in the forest. All these cool things. Oh, that's very interesting. And then have like some of the wedding parties stay there. Yeah. yeah and I think people are trying to think of alternatives to weddings and wedding ceremonies because it's it's honestly it can get really expensive and it feels like a racket and it's more expensive right now because everyone's coming from the pandemic couldn't get married at the place of their dreams so finding the place of your dreams is incredibly hard to find exactly and you know i understand why some people have prices you know they have to pay their staff they have to you know 
cover the cost of other things as well. Uh, but we did ask on Facebook, facebook.com slash froggy929. What are some alternative wedding ceremony ideas? Did you have a non-traditional ceremony location? Lainey from Runner Park said, We had our wedding ceremony at Riverfront Regional Park for just a few hundred bucks. Then our reception at Ellington Hall. Uh, Karen from Santa Rosa said, My son got married at San Francisco City Hall. You should check it out. I have a lot of friends that are getting married over there. Apparently, it's supposed to be, like, gorgeous. It's really pretty, yeah. Greg from Guerneville said, Vegas, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up in the morning for the rouge to crow. Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9. Sonoma County's number one for today's country. Froggy 92.9. from Middletown. Are you ready to compete against Amber in the Amber Showdown? Oh, yeah. This is how it works. I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions. Amber will be outside the studio, so she can't hear them. Once you're done, Kendra, we're going to bring Amber back into the studio and see how the two of you score. Okay. You want to talk some smack to Amber for a half a point bonus? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. You're going down, Amber. All right. Amber's running out of the studio. Kendra from Middletown. Here's question one. Rolling Stone called Harry Styles the new king of pop. What boy band did Harry Styles used to be in? Oh, I have no idea. That's okay. Question two. Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman visited a children's hospital in Nashville. What was Keith Urban's first number one hit? Was it A, Days Go By, B, But For The Grace Of God, or C, Long Hot Summer? B, for sure. He is a boy. That is correct. Question three. The University of Texas is offering a new class about Taylor Swift. Is Taylor Swift above or under 30 years old? She's above. Correct. Question number four. Scotty McCreary and his wife had a Winnie the Pooh baby shower. What is the name of the sad donkey in this series? New York. Correct. And here's question five. Tom Cruise is officially the highest paid movie star. What was the last film he starred in? Top Gun. Correct. I'm going to bring Amber back in. Ooh, Amber, you got some competition today. Kendra from Middletown was not playing around. All right. Four and a half out of five today. Pretty good, Kendra. Congrats. Amber's record is 512 wins and 41 losses. Here we go. Rolling Stone called Harry Styles the new king of pop. What boy band did Harry Styles used to be in? One Direction. That is correct. That's the one question Kendra got wrong. Amber, you're up one to zero. Question two, Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman visited a children's hospital in Nashville. What was Keith Urban's first number one hit? A, Days Go By. B, But For The Grace Of God. Or C, Long Hot Summer. Uh, B, For The Grace Of God. That is correct. Kendra also got that correct. Two to one's the score. Question three, the University of Texas is offering a new class about Taylor Swift. Is Taylor Swift above or under 30? She's above 30. She is 32 years old, right on the money. Kendra also got that correct. Three to two's the score. Question four. Scotty McCreary and his wife had a Winnie the Pooh baby shower. What is the name of the sad donkey in this series? Eeyore. That is correct. Kendra also got that correct. Four to three's the score. Question. Because Kendra talk smacked and got her half a point bonus. Amber, are you ready? Yes. Kendra, are you ready? Yeah. Question five. Tom Cruise is officially the highest paid movie star. What was the last film he starred in? Top Gun Maverick? That is correct. Perfect five out of five for Amber. 
Kendra, so sorry you're not the champion of the Amber Showdown, and you got to say the phrase. Not smarter than Amber. But guess what? We're still giving you those tickets to the Shoreline Amphitheater on Saturday, September 3rd to see Keith Urban. Thank you. You're so welcome. Kendra from Middletown, you're seeing Keith Urban thanks to which morning show? Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. So do you charge your phone overnight, Tanner? Do you charge your phone overnight? Every single night. Me too. Every everyone does. Everyone charges their phone overnight. Otherwise I would forget and my phone <laughs> would die in the middle of the day. Right. I think even, you know, the Queen of England charges her phone overnight. <laughs> um, but apparently we're all doing it wrong. According to some text experts, it's bad for your battery to charge your phone all night. And I've heard this before, but well, I refuse. I refuse. Why do the most convenient things in life have to be bad all the time? Okay, so I don't know if you've noticed recently on iPhone updates, but they'll start they'll stop charging at a certain time. Actually, so, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say I have noticed that they'll say fully charged, stop charging at midnight. Like I'll have a notification on my phone that says that. But apparently, if you still keep it on the charger, it's keeping the battery warm. Oh, so that way you have less of a battery life longer on like if you have your phone for four years your battery's gonna get worse and worse and worse that's why my last phone sucks so bad (laughs) it all makes sense yeah so even though your phones are charging the smart way by like cutting off like the actual charging keeping it on that charger is keeping it at a high temperature which is bad for your phone so you know instead they say you should charge your phone for only about 30 to 45 minutes in the morning when you wake up but most of us Use our phones for our alarm, right? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking that I would love to be more efficient about my phone. But at the same time, if I have an alarm, I am terrified of my phone dying Dying. and my alarm doesn't go off. I mean, so what are you going to do? Do you think you'll stop charging your phone during the night because of this so your phone can last longer? Maybe I can charge it during dinner. So that way I'm not on my phone while I'm cooking and eating dinner so that way I can have a little disconnection. Maybe this could be a good thing for me. I don't know. I, I just feel nervous about charging it while I'm getting ready. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, well, like not not at night when I need it? I don't know. So do you charge your phone in a very untraditional way like everyone else? Let us know. It's gonna be a good day. With Amber and Tanner in the morning. I got some Friends, they only good time They're awesome. Today's country, Froggy 92.9.